Welcome back to the Dialogue Adventures. I'm Ken. And I'm Steven. Well, this coming Sunday, we have the Super Bowl. It's apparently a big deal. You've got the Patriots back in there again. This is history at this point, isn't it? What do you mean? I mean, just as far as, like, no team has been this successful for this long. Yeah, that is true. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are the first quarterback-coach combination to, it's something like, in the 11 years they've been together, I'm, I'm going to start saying things and they're going to be wrong numbers, and then people will write in and be like, hey, you got the wrong numbers wrong. But it's something we like... We should be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ridiculous number. Like, in 11, in like 16 years, they've gone to the playoffs 15 times, or they've gone to the title game 15 times. Yeah. And this is their seventh Super Bowl. Yeah. The man, Tom Brady, has already won four Super Bowls, and he's lost two, both of which to the New England Giants. New England Giants. The New England Giants. Both of which to the New York Giants and one Eli Manning. Yep. Who, despite what people say, is not a good quarterback. <laughs> Eli Manning is not a good quarterback until, like, crunch time. I think he I think he sleeps through the regular season or until like those last if six Eli games Manning or so. did not have a defense those two years, he would have zero Super Bowls. That's fair. That's fair. The Giants had ridiculously good defense. Those, both those years. the scores for those games, I know for one of the games, ne- neither team scored twenty points. Yeah. That's a low scoring game, especially yeah. when you've got Tom Brady in there. So that's a defense holding the Patriots in check. Yeah. I can't remember the score of the second game, but I was amazed at and the second game. And we're talking about it taking a miracle for the Giants to win, right? The Plexico yeah. Burris glue-on-the-helmet catch. Yeah. You know, that. what can you say except the Giants got lucky. Like, yeah. They didn't win that game because they were better than the Patriots. No, I mean, they were 16-0. and 0. Yeah, exactly. I was bummed out. I hate that. But... I was kind of pulling for the Patriots that year just because I oh, like... Oh, I totally was. Just because I love the idea of a team going completely undefeated and then winning the Super Bowl. I'm like, that's that's a, just an amazing story. You want to see that happen. Oh, yes. So I was pulling for him to win the Super Bowl just to have that perfect year. And I was so mad that the Giants won. We got the Patriots and the Falcons. People say they're rooting for the Falcons. That's a lie. They're not rooting for the Falcons. They're rooting against, against the, Patriots. the Patriots. No one cares about the Falcons. Nobody cares this about the Falcons. This is the team that within the last two or three years got in trouble for, like, piping in crowd noise. The Falcons did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't I You didn't know that? that? I, I mean, to me, that's on, like, the same level as deflating a couple of footballs. Okay, I have things to say about that. Oh, dear. It didn't happen. It de- the deflate gate didn't? Deflate gate did not happen. Okay. I, I think the New England Patriots got shafted. Oh, they absolutely did. Whether it happened or not, it's not relevant. This is why I hate the NFL, and, and I really do. And I just I don't keep very close track of it. I, I'll follow some of the headlines. I don't like Goodell. I don't like how he runs the NFL. Nobody likes Goodell. No, I don't like the organization. Uh, and just the way they've handled the Patriots for the last several years, especially since Brady. Yeah. Uh, it's just been so annoying. And, like, Brady, wasn't he under a four-game suspension at the beginning of this year? Yeah, because of Deflategate. Yeah. 
And it should never have happened. It no. really shouldn't. Like, he should have no. played. And, and the funny thing and why is... why did Brady get suspended? That's the whole thing. <laughs> Nobody else... Like, I know the team got fined, and Belichick, I think, got fined, but... But Tom, Brady gets suspended. Yeah. It's because Goodell is just an <laughs> idiot who doesn't like Tom Brady and will take any instance that he can, any opportunity he has to get him into some kind of trouble. And I think it actually is has come back actually to benefit the Patriots because you've got 39-year-old Tom Brady four who games hasn't of rest. had to face four games of beatings and yeah. getting hit and all that stuff. That makes a big difference. It does. So we're talking about a quarterback who is probably the freshest quarterback of any team this year. Absolutely. In the Super Bowl against, you know, uh, Matt Ryan has had a terrific year and he's and he's he's been great and he has a really good chance of winning the MVP this year and rightfully so if he does. Yeah. But he's had to play the whole season, so he's got the bumps and bruises of the whole season. Yeah. Brady has He's younger too, though. He is younger. He is much younger That's than true. Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, What do you think about the Falcons going into this? I mean, the Patriots are the Patriots. The Patriots. Their team rotates in and out, but you've got Brady, you've got Belichick. Right. They're gonna put up a game. I, I, I do think that the Falcons are going to give the Patriots a run for their money mm-hmm. because they are so good at what they do on offense. Yeah. They can hit you. They have arguably the best, certainly in the top three conversation, uh, wide receiver in Julio Jones. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's necessarily the best wide receiver, but he's definitely in that conversation of right. current wide receivers right now. And then you've got two running backs who both of them on any other team would be the full-time running back. Yeah. And they share time yeah. because they're both insanely talented. Yeah. And they've they've got a couple other offensive weapons, and they they can score like no one else. They are they are very very good at scoring. I think their defense is probably better than what they've been given credit for this year. They did an excellent job at keeping Aaron Rodgers at in check in the NFC Championship game. I was very impressed about that. Yeah. So if they play to that level against the Patriots, we're gonna have a game. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the Patriots, you said the Patriots are the Patriots. I have a greater degree of respect for the Patriots this year than I've had in previous years. I've watched more of their games this year than in previous years, so maybe that's the reason for it. Right. But I don't remember them playing at this level in previous years. Really? And what I mean by that, when it comes to... Okay, we all know that Bill Belichick is just an absolute football genius. And we know that Tom Brady is just an incredible athlete. But this year, the whole team has a chemistry to it that it hasn't had in years past. Yeah, Maybe it has, but I just haven't seen it like I have this year. And the precision that they are playing with right now is absolutely phenomenal. The games that I've watched them play, they have put on absolute football clinics if you want to know how do you play what are the mechanics of playing good football regardless of what you think about the patriots they're the team to watch right if you want to teach someone this is how you play your position just roll tape from the patriots yeah because you've got Legarrette blunt is Legarrette blunt a good running back i don't really think so 
but he has had a good year yeah. and he's doing a good job because he's playing his role really well. Right. The offensive line is doing a phenomenal job and they just operate like clockwork. Yeah. And when when something doesn't go the Patriots way, like, okay, every everybody is going to have a drop here or there. It's just going to happen to somebody down the line. That just happens. But they minimize that so much that most of the time, if there's an incomplete pass or if there's a running play that didn't work, it's because the defense made a spectacular play. Yeah. It's not because the Patriots failed to execute. And that, to me, is just so impressive watching them play at this level. I It's something that I haven't observed in any other team in previous years or this year. And I think their defense is also underrated. I think they have a very good defense that could give the Falcons trouble, as good as the Falcons' offense is. I don't know. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a good game. It'll be interesting. This year, the playoffs have been kind of boring. The yeah. average margin of victory in all of the playoff games so far is something like fifteen point seven points. Yeah, that's stupid. Like, only two games have been decided by less than thirteen points. Yeah, that's not fun football. That's not fun to watch. So I'm really hoping that whoever wins, and I am rooting for the Patriots. Hmm. Shh. <laughs> Most of the world isn't, but I am. Just because of what I just talked about, yeah. I enjoy watching them just from a football perspective. Yeah. They're fun to watch because it's like, this, objectively, is good football. Yeah. So I like that. So I'm rooting for them for that, and uh, and I do think that they've been unjustly treated by the NFL in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I know there's other instances of them cheating going back to like 2001, but we're a long ways removed from 2001, yeah. and I don't think there's evidence, so solid evidence, that Deflategate happened. I, and I think either way, they got shafted, and they, they've been unjustly treated. So for that reason, go Patriots. Get your vengeance on the NFL. You know, Stick it to the man. Do your thing. Absolutely. Take that trophy from Roger Goodell. That is going <laughs> to be such a great moment. I really wa- I want to see that so bad. Have you had to rehab for many injuries? Uh, nothing. In your illustrious sports career? I would not define it as illustrious. <laughs> um, I haven't really had to re. I haven't ever broken anything. Um, I've pulled a bunch of stuff, strained some stuff. You know, I, I pretty much all my injuries have been pretty well muscular. Mm. But I did, you know, bruise up my knees and just destroy my knees so bad playing basketball. I I think I've got a little touch of the old arthritis in them. I feel like when you can feel weather in one or two <laughs> of your joints, that's a that's a sign of something. Yeah. <laughs> in your 20s. Yeah, in my 20s. But yeah, my knees are my knees are terrible. Mm-hmm. So I I have to be conscious of those now. Um I'm right there with you. Yeah. I've hyper You you've got bad ankles. Uh don't no, I, I don't. I think I actually have strong ankles because I, I don't. So it was the knees. It was the knees. I I had I did have an issue with my Achilles tendon. That's what it was, and that caused me problems. Uh, in when I played soccer, that caused me. That wasn't the first time it caused me problems, and then it caused me problems again when I started trying to train for running a five k in under twenty minutes. I took. I went too hard, too fast. Yeah. And um, that was not fun, but my knees 
are my biggest problem or had been my biggest problem. They're I think they're pretty well better now. I think I probably have a touch of the arthritis too. Yeah. But I've hyperextended both my knees. And yep. one was pretty bad. Like it was you know, pretty bad. The thing is though, I've never gone to the hospital for any of my injuries because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I can still pretty much walk. Yeah. You know? So if I can still pretty much walk, I'm not going to the hospital. Like, yeah. unless I can see the bone, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'll be fine. And that's not probably the way I should be. Like, I broke my nose in a game one time and didn't go to the hospital for it because I stopped the bleeding. So I figured it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it hurt for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I broke my nose uh, one time and I had to go. I didn't have a choice yeah. because of where I was playing. They made me go to the hospital, but right. I, I took a I took a fly ball off the nose, mm-hmm. lost it in the sun. So you're not doing anything now, are you? Right now, I am not. Um, it's just you were running for a while. I was, and that was uh, when I was trying to run for a 5K. I really wanted to run a 5K in under 20 minutes. That was a goal of mine, and I yeah. would still like to do that at some point. I do have a future goal of running a half marathon. I would like to accomplish that. Right now, life is just full and busy to the point where that does not fit into my schedule and things. Yeah. I would like to get back to running. I value being in at least halfway decent shape. Yeah. Um, I kind of have a personal philosophy. I essentially have a weight that I endeavor to never be over. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I feel like I like should... Like lifetime? Yeah, Okay. Uh, I was at that weight one time in college, and it was not a good thing. Right. Just health wise, and what was the weight? One. <laughs> someone's gonna. <laughs> I, okay. Someone's gonna get really, right. really mad. Right. And if anyone's listening to this that hasn't ever seen us in person, we are both <laughs> very thin body types. Yes. Um, to say the least. Yes. So you're going to be upset by whatever he's about to say, I'm <laughs> sure, unless he was stunningly, morbidly obese and then returned to what he is now. Right. But anyway, what what is this weight? I The heaviest I've ever been, to my knowledge, is 156 pounds. Holy cow. <laughs> We're like the same height and the same build, and you got up to 156? Yeah. How did... How much were you eating? I did... Like I said, college does stuff to you when you're not sleeping right, when you're not exercising. Yeah. When when you just and then there's you know stupid things that you get stressed about that you shouldn't yeah. ever be stressed about. Cause what year was that? Uh, I believe that was my sophomore year of college. And when did you slim down? Uh, I I began to slim down junior year, and then when I played soccer, I was all I I went all the way down to one thirty. So basically. It seems like you slimmed down when Lizzie entered your life. Probably. <laughs> there may be a correlation there. I don't know. I, it wasn't a conscious effort of mine. <laughs> you met Lizzie, and then suddenly, subconsciously, you were just like, oh, no, I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. I don't know. Because 156 for you is kind of pudgy, isn't well, it? Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I don't really recollect what I looked like. Like, I don't right. know. I, don't, I really don't know. Yeah. I didn't really pay attention to that much, but I do know that I just didn't feel good. Right. And I didn't like not feeling good. 
Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. Because so. I, I just joined a gym in the last week um, just to kind of get back into it. I'd, I had done a, uh, a couple of workouts with a friend and uh, just kind of realized how much I missed it and how much I haven't been doing anything to stay in shape whatsoever mm-hmm. and was very aware of how out of shape I was. Um, and I, it's one of those things where I'm not trying to do anything crazy, but I I eat better because I have to eat better just because of how quickly my body burns off everything. So you, in order to work out well, you have to eat well because mm-hmm. um, everything is just directly influencing, you know. So, like, I couldn't work out today just because of what I've eaten, you know. Right. Uh, or at least it would not be a productive workout at all. <laughs> um, so it's very influenced by that. So when I when I work out even just a little or, or when I work out even just a little bit, I have to eat pretty well. Um, and then I also just sleep better and I'm more alert. So it's yeah. just kind of one of those things where it just kind of makes quality of life better. But I would like to, the, the heaviest I've ever weighed, but it wasn't a negative thing, <laughs> um, was uh, 145. And I was 145 at the end of my senior year playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I dropped back down to about 135 after the season ended. Um, but at that point, like, you know, the f- we were told during our summer camp that we had to show the returning players, we had to show up to the first practice able to do 200 push-ups and 200 sit-ups straight. Mm. Um, so I was, wow. I was, yeah. So I was training really hard to do that. And so that was kind of a really great physical foundation. And the year before the summer before I had put on like 10 pounds just to try to be big enough to really compete in, in right. my junior year and be able to guard multiple positions. So I went from like 125 to 135, and then by the end of my senior year, I had added some weightlifting through the year, um, and was just doing some stupid high protein diets and all that junk, um, eating nothing good as far as delicious, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and got up to 145, and that was that was pretty intense. Like a year or so later, after I lost it good bit of that i uh i saw a picture uh that was taken of the team uh near the end of the season i was like i i wasn't that big there's no way that like i was just kind of filled out i was like not bad so <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind and it may not happen but i wouldn't mind getting up to 145 mm-hmm. again and just kind of hanging out there i think yeah. from my height and my body type overall, I feel like 145 is a, a solid place to be. And that's that's adding muscle, not... Yes, right, yeah. yeah. I hover, I personally hover between 140 and 145, generally speaking. Right. Just because that's where I hover. Yeah. And if I run regularly, I know that, at least last time I ran regularly, I dropped back to 135 in like two weeks right just because that right now i'm blessed with that kind of metabolism yeah but i know that i never ever uh want to be over that 150 155 threshold yeah that's just not a good place 
like like you said, as far as how you feel and just being mm-hmm. how you sleep and being alert and all that stuff, it's just not a good place to be. Yeah. And I I kind of have this personal philosophy. You know, right now I'm the associate pastor of a church. Lord willing, one day I'll be a senior pastor of a church. I kind of feel like the last thing the world needs is another fat pastor. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> that's that's just kind of my approach to it, you know. Yeah. And uh, I've heard pieces of wisdom given to me uh, by other people that were older that said, you know, when you're 50, you should strive to be in the best shape of your life. Because by the time you're 50, not only will you, I mean, you'll be a little bit older, but you'll have so much life experience that you'll be in such a position to be able to help a lot of people right if your body can handle it yeah and if your body isn't in the in a condition to be able to help people in those various ways well then the wisdom and the knowledge that you have can't be utilized to the best of its ability yeah so That's i was like you know point. that is that is really thoughtful but to be in shape at 50 you you have to maintain you have to maintain a yourself. certain level of yeah. Of fitness. Uh, the thing is, though, point. like you can you can be shredded at fifty still. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's what's amazing to me. Like if you take care of yourself and then decide out of nowhere, like I want to actually like push myself and see what mm-hmm. I can do. Like you can be shredded at fifty years old. Oh yeah, it's harder but completely doable. Yeah, but yeah, that's just not the standard at all. Like nobody, nobody does that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think it's most really people ashamed. don't even maintain. Yeah, I think it's I think it's too bad because <sighs> trigger warning. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, generally speaking, I think it is best to not be obese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> And you're, to, you're, talking, to, you're not talking about like body type either. No, you're ju- you're not talking about people who are naturally bigger. No, you're talking about people who are unhealthily bigger. Right, like due to an unhealthy lifestyle. Like I think I don't think it would be wrong to say that you know biblically we have responsibility to steward our bodies well. Right. You know I think we should be in a you know such. I'm not saying that everybody has to be in good enough shape to run a marathon. <laughs> I hope not. You know, and but you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that America has obesity problems. Oh yeah. And Christians are not exempt, and I think that's really too bad. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't, I don't want it to become a legalistic thing where you have to maintain this kind of way, this kind of schedule, things like that. Yeah. But no, not at all. Just generally speaking, I, I do think it is wise and good to maintain a healthy lifestyle and the thing is like you don't you don't have to have like a super rigid schedule of you know things that you do to stay in shape right you know it doesn't take that much like don't be an idiot with your diet you know even just go for a walk Mm -hmm. every day and you will be in decent shape Right. You know, if you eat clean and just walk, you'll be a, you'll be fine. Like that's that's all you really have to do. Yeah. And then anything past that is is gravy. I was listening to an interesting podcast uh yesterday. Um uh the guy being interviewed was uh 
I forget his name, but he is a journalist who recently wrote a book on uh, how he's completely cut sugar out of his diet. Mm. Um, and that was really fascinating. Just It was about two and a half hours long just talking about diets and sugar. And, and I've done a lot of studying on, on diets as well, just trying to, especially back in high school when I was actively trying to put on weight, right? like my life depended on it. Um, you know, I was really researching that stuff a lot because, you know, as you probably know, it's really hard to put on weight when you have oh, that, that yeah. fast metabolism and put on good weight. Right. Um, like it would take an insane amount of work Yeah. for me. Cause like I said, if I start running regularly and just in in physical shape that way, yeah, I will very quickly go down to 130, 135. Yeah. That's just reality, yeah. you know? And if I'm going to put on muscle mass to add weight that way, it takes a lot. Well, of I work. had to, I had to cut cardio when I was really trying to put weight yeah. on like yeah. that summer before my junior year where I put on 10 pounds. That was the first time I'd really ever tried to add weight, um, especially to my upper body. I had to just stop doing cardio and just do weights and do body weight stuff. Um, and eat like crazy to put on those 10 pounds. Um, Cause yeah, as soon I'm the same way. As soon as I started doing cardio, I just burned through everything. Yeah. Um, and now I wouldn't be surprised if I didn't hit that 145 because I'm really trying to have a super functional workout. So I do about 20 minutes of cardio. Cause at this point, like I'm not training for anything in particular. Right. So I'm just kind of overall health. Like I want to have a good heart rate and you know breathing so throw the cardio in there mm -hmm. and just endurance overall yeah and then and then you're throwing other stuff on top of it but yeah i just maybe this isn't necessary <laughs> but i just want to say that you know i do have this kind of conception as far as you know it generally speaking it is good for christians to strive to steward their bodies well and I want to say that with sensitivity <laughs> to people who may uh, take offense to any of that. I understand that there's a lot of uh, conditions and situations where some people, it's very difficult for some people with certain physical conditions to lose weight. And I, yeah. and I know someone who, it's not, it's, it's not really anything she can control, it's just reality. Yeah. She has uh, con physical conditions that it, it takes an insane amount of work like way more than any no like person yeah. whose body doesn't have these conditions takes an insane amount of work to put any off, and so I want to say that with sensitivity to those kinds of people as well. That you know, yeah, I'm and not trying to hold everyone to some standard that I think we're both the same way. Is that when we say these things, we're addressing average people right. who don't have you know, without being overly judgmental of people that that aren't like me, you know, right? It's like. This is how I view it for myself. I, I don't feel that I should ever be a certain thing. And I think, generally speaking, it is good for people to be healthy, yeah. live healthy lifestyles. And that's it. I've just never so, really understood, like, I've always wanted to be healthy. Right. And I, I, I'm always, if I get out of shape, I'm very aware of it yeah. in multiple ways. Most people, I think, want to be healthy, but... A lot of people aren't educated on how to. Right, that's true. And how to sustain just a healthy lifestyle. Like yep. they or the desire. We aren't taught that in our strong. culture. Yeah, we're not. 
especially because our culture markets products to us that are not healthy. Yeah. You know, you listen to that podcast on sugar, on sugar. Guess what has sugar in it? Everything. Everything. Is sugar good for you? No. No. <laughs> not, <laughs> not at all. Even, like, we... You even have to be careful of natural sugar. Yeah. Like, here's here's what blew my mind, is uh, the National... Food, whatever. Food and Drug Administration? The FDA? It might be. It might have been. Uh, whoever decides what the recommended daily intake of uh, things yeah. is. The recommended daily intake of sugar in America is 25 grams a day. A Snickers bar has 22. <laughs> Most protein bars have more than 25. Yeah. And the low ones have somewhere around 20, 22. The healthy bars have... Yeah. 90% of what you're supposed to have in sugar a day. It blew my mind like that our sugar intake is supposed to be that low. You know how much sugar is in a Gatorade? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. And here's something crazy, too, that I was looking at. You know, every, every food product has the nutritional facts on it, right? Yeah. And it will tell you how many grams of protein and what mm-hmm. percentage of your daily value that is and carbohydrates and all this and what percentage of your daily value that is. And then it tells you how many sugars there are, and it does not tell you what percentage of your daily value it is. Yeah. Because it's so low. Yeah. We are not supposed to have that much. Well, I'd encourage you to, um, you know, subscribe, rate, uh, give us a review um, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, you should be able to find this podcast pretty much anywhere you find podcasts, any app. Tell you what, if you're listening to this and you are listening to it outside of your normal podcast app, because for whatever reason, it's not in your normal podcast app, tell you what you should do. Send us an email or talk. send us a tweet on Twitter, and um, we'll make sure it gets into that podcast player. So our uh, email address, I will put in the show notes, but uh, just say what it is right here. It's the letters D-A at feeblemusings.com that's da at feeblemusings.com that's our email address if you want to send us a tweet it's at dialogue venture so go ahead and uh, send us a tweet let us know what you think let us know if you have topic ideas i'm if you're curious oh i wonder what steven and ken think about whatever let us know it'll probably be uninformed and hilarious probably (laughs) (laughs) but yeah give us a share uh share it on on twitter on facebook on Instagram, on whatever, uh, and let people know if you like it. So, so Ken, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at FeebleMuser. That is my Twitter handle, so you can find me there. How about you, Stephen? Uh, on Twitter, it is at StephenDuncan96. And I tweet more frequently than Ken, but not that as frequently true. as most people. <laughs> but occasionally it's funny. So, you know, follow me on Twitter. It'll be cool. And on uh, Facebook, Stephen Duncan. Pretty easy to find. Uh, Also, just a quick plug, I'm a photographer. Trying to get a little photography business going. There you go. Uh, I have a Facebook page for my photography. It's just Stephen Takes Pictures. Super easy because there are enough photography businesses with the person's name followed by the word photography. It's just Stephen Takes Pictures. It's casual. It's cool. Uh, yeah, 
follow me on Instagram if you want to see photography or just normal daily stuff. I post on Instagram more than anything else because I like pictures more than words. Because I just have a very short attention span. But you can follow me on Instagram at StephenDuncan23. And that's about it. All right. Well, we will talk at you next time. See ya.